0: Greetings once again, Retreat Church, so good to be with you again. And you know, Christmas is a time to celebrate, celebrate the fact that our Creator became human, became one of us, and He came to live our life as our substitute, as our representative. He came to um, be that perfect gift from God, and we want to celebrate that this season but you know, there's something that seems to want to rob us all the time. Doesn't see every time you want to celebrate something, there seems to be something negative going on, something challenging going on, something that wants to rob you of that celebration. Um, sometimes there are those things that um, other people bring into your life. And say, yeah, you're happy about that, but what about this? Or maybe it comes internally that you are saying to yourself, well. Um, I wish I could celebrate, but this person's not here, or that person's not here, or this happened, or that happened, or we have some sort of regret or some sort of fear. So many things today try to rob us of this season that we're in to celebrate the fact that our Creator loved us enough and understood our situation of being lost and separated from Him enough that He became one of us to live our life and to die our death and to raise again from the from the grave so that we too may have eternal life. One of those things that tempts us to um, stop celebrating or hinders our celebration is the fear of death. It's amazing, isn't it, Um, that we hear so much of death these days, that we hear of numbers of people dying. Um, You know, when we focused in on this pandemic, this um, coronavirus, and every day we hear of how many people are dying in our cities and how many people have died worldwide and who we're passing and all of those things. Um, what, what, what do you think would happen if every day you heard the statistics of people that died from various things? What if you heard um, the statistics every day of how many people died in a car accident or um, how many people died at an accident at work or an accident at home? Or if you read how many people died every day from heart disease, um, from diabetes, from cancer. And all day, every day, it was just this influx of numbers of how many people um, died. I think that if we lived our life with those constant numbers, we would be afraid to do anything. We would be afraid to get in our cars. We would be afraid to go to work. We'd be afraid to get on a bike. We'd be afraid to go on a hike. We would be... um, afraid to go and to do just about anything. We probably wouldn't eat anything. Um, we would just live our lives in this constant state of what if, this constant state of fear. And, you know, fear begins to control our lives. And fear, in an extreme sense, can cripple our lives. Now, um, there is a healthy dose of fear that can keep us from doing things that that, that we probably shouldn't. But, that so easily becomes out of balance for us, and I think in the middle of a pandemic, it becomes um, more so, more prone to become out of balance. And so there's a lot of things going on today, and this idea, and this this fear, that has gripped our our country, has gripped our world, and is beginning to cripple us, and beginning to cause all sorts of other issues such as anxiety and depression, um, and affecting education and family life and those kind of things so we're living in a time where we're in a season of celebration yet there is so much fear and the fear of death is kind of heightened during a pandemic and um, so we have that battling against us and so this Christmas what we're doing here at the retreat church is we're talking about a victorious Christmas what are, what are the victories that Jesus came and provided us with And and today in our text in Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 and 15 last week we focused more on 14, and today we're going to focus more on 15, we notice that Jesus' life, his death and his, the fact that he came and he lived a human existence and that he died our death, um, it brought us freedom. It brought us freedom that we no longer need to live a life that is crippled by the fear of death. And we're going to be talking about that today. And so um, we have options, right? we have options on how to deal with, with this fear of death. There are secular options, um, and there are religious options. What I call, and many call, the biblical worldview, those are the options that I believe that you should choose. But in case you're rejecting the Bible, in case you're re- rejecting the biblical worldview, in case you're rejecting Jesus, I want to just kind of tune you in on what the experts are saying that you have to rely on in order to get rid of this fear of of death, There are three basic that I've discovered, three secular ideas concerning um, death and the remediation of the fear. And it is this, number one, um, death will not hurt as bad as the pain that you've already felt. In other words, you've probably done something to yourself that's caused you a great amount of pain and death, it's not going to hurt that bad. That one seems kind of lame to me. Um, number two, um, you will not even know that you are dead any more you, than you knew that you were alive. That you were not alive before you were born. In other words, before you were born, did you know you weren't born? Did you know you weren't alive? No. You you weren't here. You had no existence. You you did not know that you weren't present. And then number three, live life here and now with regard to those who you will leave and those that will come after you. Those views are based... um, on a view of the universe, and a view of everything that exists, that everything that exists is a byproduct of spontaneous, random, unguided processes. And that's just what, what it is. There, there's, there's, no over, uh, there's no overall guide, there's no um, person, or entity, or being that are in charge of things. And what happens is the world is just a series of, of random, unguided, spontaneous events. And the pandemic seems to be one of those from that perspective, and your life is one of those. Your life is just random, it's unguided, it's purposeless, and you live, you do the best you can, and then you die. That's the secular view of this, and for some, and for many, and hopefully for you, that that doesn't suffice. That you understand that God has put eternity in your heart, that all that exists is 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 more, that, that there is a creator, that there is a sustainer, that there is someone that has a plan, that there is a reason, there is purpose in our lives, and that what we experience in our life is not a series of random, unguided, spontaneous processes, and that we have more than that. And if you're one of those people who believe that, 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 that there's more, I want to encourage you to view life and death through a biblical perspective. And when you do, you'll probably start to realize... That Jesus at Christmas time we celebrate, that Jesus provided for us a victory over what is called the slavery of the fear of death. The slavery of the fear of death. I'm going to take you to a passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, where they say this: Since therefore children share in flesh and blood, in other words, we're all human, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one that has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through the fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Did you catch that last part? And deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to a lifelong slavery. We believe that Jesus came to free us from that slavery, that we do not need to live a life paralyzed by the fear of death and that there is hope for us beyond the grave, that we can live with a purpose in mind, knowing and believing that Jesus has brought us victory over that fear. So in that mind, I want to make a couple of observations with with this text. And the first one is this, that Jesus' victory over death removes the life-controlling fear. Look at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, rather long passage, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through um, 14, or 18, we read this, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed but not not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you, since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written. I believe, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak. Now this is the main point of this first section. Knowing that... He who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. So as Paul the Apostle was teaching the church in Corinth and writing this second letter to them, he's saying that they have this treasure, this gospel. Okay, this, this treasure, and that's that's the treasure, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. But he says we have it in these earthen vessels, these bodies. So we have this wonderful message. But our bodies are weak. Our bodies break down. Our bodies get sick. Our bodies are temporal. He says, but we've got this wonderful news of eternal life. And he says that as we carry around death in our bodies, in other words, our bodies are, are once we peak, you know, our bodies are continuing to to decay and to, to move in the direction of death. But we've got this wonderful spirit. Of renewal within us, and that is the Holy Spirit. And we have this wonderful gospel account. And the beauty of the gospel is that Jesus Christ has been risen from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that same power of the Holy Spirit will again raise us to eternal life as well. A second thing that Paul begins to talk in the same section with the folks of first, um, with the folks in Corinth is this: for it is all for your sake. That so that as grace extends more and more, people may increase in thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outward self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This passage of scripture really helped me walk through those um, three months that my father was in the hospital just prior to his passing. And I remember going on a hike and thinking about my dad and seeing him in the hospital bed and and reflecting upon that from earlier in the day. And I, I read this passage and it really gave me hope. I ended up sharing it with my sisters and I think this this idea where it says this that our outward self is wasting away I knew my father's my father was going to pass away shortly the doctor said and we had him on hospice and and that was the direction that God was taking him and and God really spoke to my heart through this when he said though our outward self is wasting away our inner self is being renewed day by day God assured me in this passage that he was walking my dad through this process and that my dad's inner being was being renewed, and that my dad's eternal self would be present with the Lord very shortly. And so that really comforted my heart. and removed a lot of fear, some anxiety, some worry, some stress for my father. And it really, God spoke to my heart that day on the mountain as I was hiking, that God was walking my dad to a place of renewal. And so um, when we have this perspective in our life, we can live a full life. We don't need to live controlled by a, a, the slavery that is that is part of this bondage that we have when we're totally crippled by the fear of death. There are two um, key Christian ideas that I believe remediate this fear. So as Jesus came and he died our death and he freed us from this bondage, this slavery due to a fear of death, I believe that if you would adopt two Perspectives, two beliefs, that you would start when you were afraid and living in fear and afraid to go out, afraid to do the normal life activities, crippled by this fear, that I believe that you, if you would adopt these two distinctly Christian ideas, I believe you would start to, to have a release, and you would start to be able to move beyond and not be controlled by this anxiety and fear. The first belief is this, believing in the identity of Jesus as the living one. Okay, He reveals himself that way in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. This is how John gets this description. Notice in verse 17, When I, John, saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. You see, that's who we believe Jesus is. When we consider Christmas and we think about this Christ child, and we reflect upon Mary and Joseph, and the fact that the scriptures say that um, Mary, as she got this news from the angel about Jesus, that she pondered these things in her heart. And as she pondered these things, I I, I wonder... um, if she thought of exactly who this baby would be, and that this baby is the living one. And though he died, he is alive, and he has opened the door for us, and he has authority and power over death and the grave. And as we believe in this identity of Jesus, and we understand that from this identity, he leads us and guides us and provides for us, and he is going to carry us through death, to eternal life based upon his personal identity the second belief is this believing that our physical death is a transition into eternal life again a Christian perspective first Corinthians chapter 15 in verses 54 through 58 Paul says this when the perishable our physical bodies puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality then shall come to pass the saying that is written Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our Lord Excuse me. knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. So I believe that Christmas is a time of celebration, celebration of life, celebration of, of victory, and victory over the slavery that comes, and that is a result of an exorbitant fear of death. And if you would adopt these two distinctly Christian beliefs, I believe that the Lord would start to free you from this fear of death, knowing that he's going to walk you through those gates, through that process, that he is your life giver. And my prayer for you today is this, that by following Jesus, you can have a view of death that does not include life crippling fear. God bless you. We'll see you next time.